Hi there, folks. It's me, Matt, your friendly guide here on Stories of a Broken Sun. I want to take a few minutes to acknowledge right now that things are different from how they were when we recorded this episode. Obviously, you're aware of the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, and the effect it's having on all of our lives. I just want to urge you to, as much as you can, take care of yourselves during this time. If you can socially distance safely, please do. It's important to limiting the spread. There have already been more than 30,000 deaths worldwide, and if we can try and flatten that curve any way possible, we should. If, like me, you're in the type of profession that still requires you to be out in contacts with a group of people, it's important that you do anything else you can to limit the spread. Wash those hands. Take care of yourself. Be healthy. Get some exercise. All that stuff that your doctors tell you to do and you always ignore. Now's the time to start listening. Like most people of my political bent, I believe that experts should set the example in times of crisis when it's their field of expertise, and that people who are not experts should follow that example. Most of our countries don't operate this way. Maybe they should. Probably they should. But we can't. Each of us individually can defer to the affinity groups that are relevant in these times. Doctors, scientists, quarantine experts. Listen to what they have to say and trust in their experience and expertise. Don't listen to politicians, especially not presidents. Hopefully the escapism that we offer here on Stories Broken Sun will still be palatable to you during these times. We're still going to be recording and releasing episodes as often as we can. And as we come up to the end of season two, all I can say is that season three is the thing I've been wanting to do since we started this show. It's warm. It's beautiful. It's focused on community, growth, and rebirth. It's exactly the kind of thing I'd want to see in these times. So look forward to it. Without further ado, let's check in on our Sunbreakers and Spectres. Welcome to the Broken Sun. You put the Roombas down and they begin broadcasting the dummies into the sim and you hear a thump behind you as of something landing on the ground. CD looks around to see if someone did that superhero jump into the ground with their fist. It's not that kind of landing. This person has landed uh, with their large feet on the ground, their legs bent and both of their hands in front of them. And they look up at you and you see his throat expand and then go back to normal size. And he says, uh, no. Oh, no. No. I had a feeling you'd show up back here. It's Frog, the bounty hunter. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, I thought that I picked a weird animal to be, but you, sheesh. No need to go calling names. Just come quietly. Let's not make this a whole deal. Yeah, how much are they paying you, uh, dude? I mean, you haven't seen your own bounty? It's a lot. No, I haven't been paying as much attention to the news. I've been kind of busy, you know, on the lam. Yeah, yeah, I know what that's like, Frog says, straightening up. Uh, he takes a large gun out from behind him. It's one of those improbable Liefeldian weapons. Um, wow. You know, there are pouches on the side of the gun for no reason. And uh, 
he he cocks it. It doesn't look like it actually needs to be. Like he probably just had that installed so it could have that intimidating. <laughs> okay. Is the gun shaped like a frog as well? Sure. Instead of bullets, it's a massive tongue that wraps around you. <laughs> or or big water bubbles. Oh, it's a bubble gun, yeah. But they, you know, hurt you. CD has <laughs> oh, put their no, hands. CD has put their hands up. Is like, please, just humor me. How much are they asking for these days for me? Don't taste me, frog. <laughs> uh, let's see. Basically, uh, frog names a figure that would work out to about fifteen cred. Oh my god! Whoa. Oh gosh! CD is. They really want CD under their control. Yeah. Um. Amphibian, please. <laughs> Ain't nobody got 15 cred. <laughs> Shut up, Augustus. Ooh, look. Why did you get into bounty hunting? For, for the money. I... You can't goodwill hunting this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see this? It's okay, not it's your not fault, your fault. It's not your fault. Not your fault. <laughs> I know. I know it's not my fault. <laughs> I'm aware. Please stop. Get in the bag. Uh, out of the corner of your eye, you see that uh, Terry is getting ready to fight. Like the uh, the weapons on their arms are snick snacking over their fists, and they're getting ready to battle. Oh. But uh, all of a sudden, it's about to snicker snack. There's a squelching sound, and Terry is engulfed in slime oh and uh on the other side of you you're now boxed in another large figure lands and uh this one is covered in bumps and their throat likewise swells and then goes back to normal this person is wider than they are tall in this form muscular arms and legs and they're mostly mouth it's toad isn't it he says could you hurry it up mr frog Yep. Oh, I see. The frog, the bounty hunter, looks over and says, Oh, come on, darling. Let's not make this a big problem. We just need to bring this one in, and we'll be rolling. Let's go, Mr. Toad. Let's take him down. I think uh, we'll cut from there back to the A-team action as Mr. Frog and Mr. Toad plan their nice day off together. So you have found the weak point in this wall that will break you open into this uh, central chamber of some sort, or this empty chamber of some sort. How are we getting in there? Now we could do explosives, or we can do the slice and dice that we did before. I think I want to go with explosives this time. That might be a bit loud. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't in character voice, but yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe we should do explosives again. You've done explosives before? Yeah, when we got Terry. Oh. What do you think, Maeve? I mean, the alarms are already blaring. Well, for right now, I only count as one person, so let's blow it up. Okay. You hear the alarm continuing the... Please remain in your workstations. It is imperative that we continue to be productive, even in these times of stress. So I'm, I take out the detonator that I now have. I clicked it off. And Keva puts the sticky bomb or whatever on the wall and we go a safe distance away and we also have the shield up, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And Keva sets it off. Okay, Keva. This is probably rig. Does anyone else have rig? You can push yourself or you can get assistance. I'm gonna... I do not have rig. I'll help you. Or you can try and sell me on another action. Just, just wondering if anyone else had rig. I mean, I have it, but... You don't want to lead the action? I'll lead an action if we want. Do you want to do the rig and we'll say that it was my detonator? Okay, that's fine with Matt. I don't mind. It's Okay. Just, you're using the equipment. doesn't matter who uses it. You're just saying you have it. Okie doke. Then, yeah, Slip will take the detonator from your hand and with my hand that was previously established just to hold my own forehead i'll smack it okay uh this building is well it's not designed to withstand explosives but it is designed to withstand you know it is a well-designed building all the same like everything up here this isn't the slums you're in the you're in the inner sphere here so uh i'm going to say this is risky and the effect will be standard even though you're trying to blow a hole in a wall which would normally be great effects Okie doke. 
I'm going to use one of our gambits, everybody. Go for it. So I rolled two twos, Matt. And what that means, I, it's a, it's this fun little sidebar in the book, and it says that that is a special crit. Oh, a special crit. Two and two makes 22. Yep. That's right. It is a special crit, for sure. Tell me about it. Uh, okay. So you press down on the on the button, and this is one of the few times in my GMing where I will use that old D&D standard of nothing happens. You press it down and everyone looks, you know, got your ears covered looking expectantly over at the detonator and it just doesn't go off. So is it a silent grenade? While everyone is in that. <laughs> no, if even if it was, there's no hole. Oh, I think we're going to have to punch our way in now. But what if that goes off when we punch it? Oh, that's a good point. So while you are doing that, you hear from a few, you know, from the other side of the building, you hear the sounds of a patrol rushing in towards you. You hear like that clack, clack, chirk, 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 of people in gear, you know, carrying weapons probably coming around. They're saying, you know, backside's clear, clear, sector four, back, clear. They're making their way towards you. Um, I'm going to do something to their brains. Don't worry about it. Okay? Deal? Sure, no problem. Okay, perfect. So yeah, I can I could push myself to cloud a target's mind and sway them in the face of contradictory evidence, Matt. Okay. Uh, we're not there. Let's give it a try. And I'm going to spend one stress to make it work on a small group, which is what I assume this is. Okay. Uh, you're still in a risky position at the moment, and I think this will be, yeah, we'll just do risky standard effect on this. And what action is this? You tell me. I think it's a tune because I'm trying to, I assume they're in the sim, so I'm assuming I can spoof their, their whatchamacallit, perception. Sure, go for it then. And might I argue that because the, the local environment is full of tiny me's, mm-hmm. bugging them, that this might have a great effect? Let's see. I would agree with you if they weren't like two tiers higher than you. That's... So they have special eyes. They don't necessarily have special eyes, but they are hardened. So like this is a a media corporation. So they are probably used to being like DDoSed. So they would have things in place for that. Or firewalls. Yeah. So I think it would be standard effect unless uh, unless you you pushed yourself there. The presence of all the little U's is what lets it be standard effect as well. Well, then I'll just do risky standard attune. Okay. All right. You go to five. I'll take it. Noise. Not a two. So the uh, the patrol comes around the corner, and one of them raises their hand to like point you out to the rest and be like, "They're over there. Look, sir, droids." But as they do, you push yourself into their perception and basically erase yourself from what they're looking at. You know, it's like a it's like you've gone into Photoshop and you have used that clone stamp tool to like take the background and just rub it right over the uh the images of yourself so it's not perfect because you've done it so quickly but it's enough that they're like looking at and they're like squinting and they're like clear 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 okay clear <laughs> and they hustle past and they're uh heading over to the next part uh the next sector to check uh so the bomb thing isn't going to work to get into the wall okay there is a, a consequence actually to that, and that's that I'm going to start a clock over here. Is it a good clock? It's not a good clock because this is a consequence, unfortunately. I don't understand. What if I don't believe in consequences? <laughs> Welcome to America, I guess. Hey. Go, been here almost 16 years, really embracing it. <laughs> I'm going off. Okay, so you'll need a different approach if you want to get in here. Well, I have a thought. You know, it's something that I've always turned to when blowing a hole in the wall doesn't work. You you go underground. Yeah. Okay, I've done that before. I'm sure you have a lot of stories. Yeah, we were living under... Well, no, we weren't living underground. <laughs> it seemed like it, but we weren't. But yeah, we went underground once. Okay. Well, I'm going to sneak around and look for... I don't know, it's just been sort of the case that Sneaking around in the sewers and air ducts just led me into a lot of places. And Slip's body shrugs. <laughs> Do we want to try to sneak around or should I just break the door down? Listen, I'm 
I'm game for whatever as a player. Slip is just an anxious, cautious pony. Mm. It's possible that while Slip is making this explanation of going underground, Maeve is just in the background hitting the wall. But I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm still fine with that. Yeah. No, I th- I think as Slip is um, explaining their snickways to Keva, Maeve just walks further away from the wall to get momentum. And I think I'm just going to rhino beetle my way through it. Uh, sure. Let's do that. I think. What would this just barely things? What kind of action are you thinking here? I'm thinking scrap. All right. Uh, risky and standard effect. If you're going to be in a rhino beetle form, why not? Give it a try. Fight the wall. Uh, I may push myself because historically, uh, walls have been a, uh, listen, <laughs> arch enemy of ours. Listen, it, I don't care that it took 23 minutes exactly to get over that wall. Particularly, it took me 23 minutes to get over the wall. Everybody else was fine. No, it took me a while. Doing backflips on stilts. It took me a while, too. It was probably like 15 minutes for me. Let's not let this wall be the same thing. Let's just get in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Y'all mind if I use a gambit? Go right ahead. I'm sure we'll roll a six at some point. The gambit's just a bonus die, right? Or is that just a greater effect? Bonus die. Cool. Stop high. Another five. E. Okay, so that's... uh enough to fill this clock so describe to us what this looks like i, I think we'll slip as in the mi- middle of their explanation mafe has gotten far enough away and then she's gonna bundle her big blooming dress a little higher so she doesn't trip on it and i think she's gonna burst into the naruto run oh my god and about halfway to the wall uh I think we talked about the the body morphing being like attack on titan style where it's kind of like a flash of lightning and then it just appears Mm-hmm. But I think halfway to the wall, just gets a big old like rhino beetle horn and just smashes through it. All right. The wall crumbles, well, explodes from the force of the impact. You know, the, the horn provides uh, a good entry point for the force there. You know, a nice small uh, point with all the force of you rushing behind it. The wall splinters and then shatters open and uh, you stumble in uh, and you land in a large open room, and I'm just going to tick this clock by one as a consequence over here. I'm not worried about consequences. Uh, so the dust and debris are still falling. There's now a person-sized, slightly larger than person-sized hole in the wall. How, how is the reaction to this outside? Oh, good. Maeve found a way in. Let's go, Slip. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, I guess we can... I guess we can just... That. It's fine. All right. You are inside of the Huateng Media Group building. Uh, this room that you are in is unfortunately not the broadcasting uh, center that maybe you were hoping it would be. You appear to be in some type of executive lounge. Oh. And uh, in the executive lounge, there is a waterfall feature on one wall. It's just like constantly recycling precious water. There is a big wall screen on the other wall that's constantly playing, you know, whatever is going, uh, whatever's playing on Huateng at the moment, but it's uh, currently muted. And you see a, it's like a massage station for robots, basically. So it's like there's all these buffer arms and stuff like that and grinder tools and things. Uh, And lying on it, there are two of them next to each other. You see just there's people there lying on it, being tended to by these massage uh, machines in the midst of this emergency. Uh, the machines are still going when the three of you enter this room, but you see that the people who are being tended to are trying to like fight them off and get out of their massage <laughs> massage table because something just exploded behind them and they can't see it and don't know what it is. Quick, lock them in there. Let them be comfortable. The comfy chair. Okay. Keva says, taking slip seriously. Um, Keva's gonna, her tendrils are gonna come out and she's gonna hack the chairs to keep these people uh, locked into position. Um, I don't see this being a challenge for you, so I'm not gonna make you roll for it. <laughs> it. <laughs> it's like, a, a, a complete honesty, I just want that to happen. So Yeah. Uh, so the massage tools uh, double down and the bodies underneath them are just being held down with their <laughs> their faces down through the holes in the bottom of their massage tables and one of them says what's good what's going on what's happening here 
And the other one says, I'm not entirely sure, but I think we're being attacked. Who would dare to attack us here? Says the first one. This is an uh, attack. Oh, I forgot to mention that Keva is wearing a disguise. I love it. (laughs) What is the disguise? We flash back to Keva uh, stealing one of CD, uh, some stuff from CD's tent hoard. (laughs) Um, It's a wig. It's a yeah. it's a bright blonde wig, okay. But it's weird because her silver hair has is hanging loose from it too, and I'm trying to figure out she's wearing fake King Tut's mask, like it's just the face. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, these people can't see you; they just know that there are people here. <laughs> I'm fine with that. And they're they are stressed out, but. Uh, should they catch sight of you, they would certainly be uh, seeing something special there. Yeah, I don't want... Well, no, let me see if I want to retcon that. No, it's, it's fine. You, you flash back into this disguise. You will probably still need a disguise. I think it's not a wig. It's just the whole, like, fake, fake face mask of the King Tut head and then the head covering, the blue and gold. Okay, the whole deal. Yeah, if anyone's played Animal Crossing, they have a whole mask of it, and that's what it looks like. But unfortunately, that item is cursed that makes your character trip. So mm. if we have any more well, bad luck, that's what it was. <laughs> Why would you do this, Keekers? You've cursed a rose. Kevin didn't know. Is it because you were singular that one time? She stole it, Kitty. <laughs> Keeker. It was Keeker. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, Slip doesn't say anything. Tread Crab walks by. I would like to approach the robots. Oh no! Sure, please don't. <laughs> They're robots. They're not gonna eat them. I don't know. I don't know that. <laughs> Slip doesn't know that Aunt Maeve can eat them. Can she? Slip oh. might assume that anyway. Can't do they? <laughs> you Slip would be correct. Should we? Should I check off a little special other uh, load thing as Maeve snacks? <laughs> add that. Add that to my character sheet. Scooby <laughs> snacks just for me. We'll get. We'll see if we get there. I'll approach them. Okay, you've approached them. You see, they're being held down by the uh, uh, merciless ministrations of the massage machines. In my character sheet now, Scooby Snack. Can I inquire as to what you tin men do in this corporation? Are they talking to us? I think they're talking to us. Who would dare talk to us? Now listen here, says the first one. Uh, you get the impression that uh, this one's a guy, and he says, "Now listen here." I'll have you know, you are threatening very important people here, you know. You're very important. Oh, I can tell. Is one of you more important than the other? There's a pause, a beat. Well, I'm the senior vice president of corporate synergy, says the one on the right with the uh, male presenting appearance. And the one on the right says, excuse you, I am the senior vice president of synergy in the corporation. See, I knew this was going to be a loaded question, Maeve. And we're not threatening you. We're just asking you questions. You'll know when we're threatening you. Does that sound threatening? It sounds threatening to me. I think they're threatening us. Did they know who we are? We told them already. We're senior vice presidents in this company. Maybe they don't know how important senior vice presidents are. So are you both senior vice president? Co-vice presidents? I I thought I already explained this. I'm the senior vice president of corporate synergy. And I'm the senior vice president of synergy in this corporation. They're separate roles. Assistant to the manager versus assistant. <laughs> yeah, regional manager, assistant to the regional I manager. I don't think they understand corporate power. Stri- I'm not sure they understand how a corporation works. I, they don't know. Having aside, do you think security's almost here? I think security should be here pretty shortly. Well, I did uh, press the button, but I'm not sure. Does one look going more ostentatious than the other? Can we go? They look the same. They just, there's no difference between these two. They have the same, let's see, they have the same, um, what's the one? Larap automated design chassis. They both have the exact same one with all the latest features. It's the ones that you, uh, the, uh, the probable cause group hijacked the other time. Uh, they have some of the newly produced ones. Uh, give me one second. I can only imagine what that coin flip was for. I'm going to go ahead and just bring my horn down and crush the one on my Why? right. <laughs> the other one's being promoted. Okay. Uh, the one on your right. Uh, is in the middle of saying, well, I'm sure that I'm sure that the security team is almost uh, here. And once they're here, they'll deal with these ruffians post hit. And as they are speaking, your horn crashes down through the massage system and and through their 
nice Larif automated design body cracking it. And the other person says, oh, goodness. Congratulations. Do you have any idea how expensive it is to repair those chassis? Nope. I'm sure I have no idea. But congratulations. You've just been promoted to singular senior vice president. And you're going to go ahead and help us reach our destination. She pauses. May I roll my command? Yeah, you can roll your command. Uh, you're still in a risky position. I think your effect on this will be great because you did just destroy uh, her. <laughs> I, I, I didn't destroy anyone. I helped promote them. The nuance may be lost on this individual. Yeah. What kind of effect? Like great. bad cop and completely disinterested in their well-being cop. Just answering questions. I mean, they don't die, so no harm, no foul. Yeah. It still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a baby crit. That's a five and a five. No pain, no gain. Okay. Do we know if it hurts them? Yes. Oh. Um, okay. okay. So uh, I'm going to tick this clock one more time as a consequence of that five. But you did get a five. Okay. So she pauses for a moment and then she says mostly to herself, maybe maybe she's from corporate. Maybe this is one of those tests. <laughs> I, guess I'll have to, I guess I'll have to check it out. Hold on. This is why I'm never going to climb the corporate ladder. <laughs> How do you handle a terrorist situation? I, I offer them beverages. <laughs> <laughs> Through hospitality. Mm. And she says, okay, well, uh, if, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly assist you in your inspection tour of this facility. Uh, my name's Zelia Quartz. I am the <laughs> senior vice president of a corporation in the, in the uh, you know, uh, senior vice president of Synergy in the corporation, and I suppose also corporate Synergy at this point. Uh, how how may I assist you from my current vantage? She still has her head in the massage table hole looking down at the ground. I would just uh, give a slip a look, because I'm not sure where we're going technically. Ask her where the um, room that controls the sim is. Which, like, comes out in a raspy whisper voice, but is just at the regular volume anyway. <laughs> You're looking for the, the sim broadcast room? Yeah. That's, uh, okay. Uh, no need to sound so scary. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Thank you. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be happy to, to lead you there if, you, if you'll release me from these restraints. Okay. And Keva turns the thing off. Uh, so the the arms, but don't play any funny business because you know it's very expensive to fix those chassis, right? Oh, I know, I know. Uh, that's why I got the extended warranty. I wouldn't want to avoid it. The arms of the massage table raise, and uh, she rolls over and sits up. The new lad chassis is is very fancy looking. It looks like they've removed some of the access ports for amiibos that people rely on in favor of having some new blue link. Uh, Bluetooth style link to the ones that you keep at home all the same. Uh, but of course you have to pay extra for that, but it's very sleek design. Uh, the face plate uh, displays a photorealistic image of a human face. And uh, the rest of it is uh, currently uh, changing. It's, it's all like, it's all a screen. Basically the entire thing is a screen and uh, it is now changing to look like the clothes that she wishes to be wearing. And it's, you know, like a, a power suit, future style. And uh, there's uh, not a wig, but like a light projection of hair, a hard light projection of hair that comes out on top of the head as well in a, a severe bun. Uh. And she says, oh, much better. So you wish to tour the broadcast center for the sim? Well, uh, follow me. And she heads towards the door leading out of the uh, executive suite here. I tread along. Oh, okay. uh, she goes to open the door and then seems to notice the large hole in the wall. And she looks from the hole to the uh, person with the head of a rhinoceros beetle to the Tutankhamun mask and over to slip. And uh, do you have questions? You asking <laughs> us questions with your eyes? Not at the moment. Uh, you know, these tests come in all all shapes and sizes. We're always being tested. Yes. Your vice president. That's, that's, that's what keeps us on our toes, keeps us competitive after all these years. You never know when someone is testing you secretly and when someone just wants to be your friend. And you know how it is. I'm feeling tested at this moment. Are you feeling tested at this moment? I'm just, just opening the door here. Don't mind me. <laughs> Your hand is clearly shaking as she's trying to 
uh, key in the code to open the door back out into the hallway. Not sure why they put a key code on this side of the door, but uh, <laughs> just, just a moment. Just... Slip has a grumpy face on uh, their heads-up display. Uh, I think it becomes increasingly clear that she is trying to put in yes, I like a distress that. call <laughs> into this wall yeah. panel. Slip very uh, badly lying about it. Slip is going to turn her off with his mind. Uh, I think or, the first thing... Or just sink her into the sim. Uh, the first thing you'll probably want to do is you'll need to resist this consequence that's coming from her typing in these uh, SOS codes, essentially, into this wall panel. Because that is going to fill up that clock over there if she does it. Um... So any one of you who has noticed what is going on so slip basically i got you uh can attempt to resist this using uh what is the thing that i wanted to say say resolve resisting it with your uh yeah it'll be a resolve can do use your mental mind oh boy a lot of twos today one two three four i am one stress away from traumatizing myself once again oh no Oh, welcome to Forge in the Dark. <laughs> yeah, I'm haunted by visions. <laughs> okay, uh, so how do you how do you stop her from doing this with your resolve? Stop that, Justin. Stop what? Stop keying SOS codes into the pad. I can see the doors on the other side of the wall. Oh, get away from there! I'll smash you. With... Just smash you. No, 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 smashing, no smashing necessary. None okay, just... how about a nap then? And Kevin's gonna hack her to turn her off, I guess. Sure, I guess make a roll for that. <laughs> Do that thing. Do the damn thing. Let's say it's a standard effect at this point. Ah, uh, risky standard, as always. Oh, what the heck? No! Kevin, no! Oh my gosh. Don't do right. it too. To I told you not to put on that mask, Geekers. <laughs> Sorry, I just... You put the mummy's curse on us. It just popped into my head and then I realized. We are now feeling the rage of the colonially oppressed. <sighs> but we're the colonially oppressed. So you go to... <laughs> yes, you are. You go to connect your uh, hair strand to uh, Zelia's uh, lad chassis body and as soon as it touches the body, an electric pulse runs back from it into you giving you the level two harm electrocuted. Oh, jeez. Oh, great. Okay. You've been zapped. Which you may attempt to resist if you wish with your uh, words escape me at the moment. Prowess? Your prowess. Yes, I will resist that. Okay. I think you have something in one of your abilities, but I don't know. Let's see. Hacker. You may expend your special armor to resist the consequences of hacking or to push yourself when hacking or gathering info electronically. Oh, okay, so, so you have you have one use of special armor if you want to use that hmm. instead of rolling to resist. Uh, I'll roll to resist because I have three ticks into prowess. Okay. Do you think that's a bad idea? I think you should do what your heart tells you to do. <laughs> You're a teacher. I'm trying to figure out. I'm gonna use my my armor then. Special okay. armor to resist. So tick off your special armor. Uh, nice. It's it's uh, below the indulge vice button oh, up by your trauma stuff. Okay, uh, so the electrical pulse comes back towards you, and before it can reach you, that strand of hair defensively burns off so that you don't get electrocuted um, and uh, you don't take that harm. Now, here's a quick question. How fast does this hair grow back? You have never had an issue with it running out before, so hard to say. <laughs> I'm going to say after a long rest, it regenerates. Yeah, and you haven't, like, basically these strands so far have not uh, run out. So, like, when one burns off, you can just grow another one. All right, so you're... Can I try to stop her, or...? Um, so she she has gotten the... She hasn't gotten the SOS out. She wasn't able to finish tapping that thing. But when she sees that you are attacking her, she freezes and... uh uh she doesn't freeze she pauses and her head turns around so that it's facing you while the rest of her body is still facing forward and uh she just reaches forward 
as if she's going to press the wall panel one more time. But you're welcome to try something in this moment, Maeve. Uh, I will. Uh, I'm going to go for my patented wrestling move, the Iron Maiden. What? I'm going to, like, bear hug and squeeze. Oh. Okay. It sounds like a scrap roll. Um, oh, the assassin bug. Yeah. You've seen that touching this body can electrocute you, so this is a desperate move, uh, but your effect will be standard. Mark your XP. Delicious experience. Desperate standard. Desperate standard. Uh, okay. You roll the five. So you grab on and you squeeze until the screens on the body do that spider web crack you see on iPhone screens and then keep squeezing, I assume, until the body stops moving. Yep. I, th- they squandered my promotion. Squandered their promotion. Uh, you do get electrocuted, which is a level two harm. Can I use my armor to defend against that? Can you? Yes. It goes my armor. Okay. So you declare your armor, and uh, that will reduce the harm to not harm at this point, keeping in mind that these characters are much more powerful than most of the people you run into. Just getting electrocuted is unpleasant, but the electricity is able to sort of diffuse through your exoskeleton. Maybe, I'm not sure, maybe it burns away your current rhino beetle form. Probably. leaves your central core untouched. Uh, You are faced with a door. The door is currently closed. You hear that alarm continuing. All employees are reminded that you will be kept in your current locations until the crisis passes. Please note that there has been a breach in the outer wall. Security forces are en route. You are safe with us. So is the door locked? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I know, but you don't know. Kevin okay, tries to... Yeah. <laughs> Slip pushes on the door. Yeah, the door opens. Oh. Oh. Uh, okay, let's just go. I don't want to talk about this room anymore. Uh, you end up in the hallway, and the hallway has... Instead of, like, red emergency lights... It has these blue wave lights, so it feels kind of like you're underwater. This appears to be what they do when there's an emergency in Huatang Media Group. This is so soothing. I like this. It's a lot better than that other place we broke into. What? Section Blue? Yeah, that was very loud and annoying. Yeah, it's not hard to get out of there either. Or, easy. Was it? Was it easy? Uh, It wasn't bad. Yeah, it was easier than some of the other stuff we've done. Well, didn't you, like, save your habitat almost single-handedly or something like that? We had a lot of people helping us, but yeah. I mean, now it's basically in the hands of a theocracy, so I wouldn't say save. Yeah, well, you know. Well, it's crumbling, which is good. The theocracy, I mean. Matt, are there any signs that say broadcast nervous control? Yep, there are signs everywhere. This building is laid out to be easy to navigate. It's, it's not a fortress. <laughs> <laughs> and once you're in here, they want you to get where you're going. Right. It's got, um, I don't know if you've ever seen in like hospitals or some, or some fancy buildings where they've got like different colored stripes on the, on the floor right. and the different colored stripes will have like, they'll lead you to different places. Yeah. I like that. It's got those, but they're each one they're they're softly glowing and you can see, uh, flowing along the the stripe on the ground it's got names of different places in them so you see there's one stripe that's a a soothing amber color and uh that stripe says broadcast station or broadcast station communications and there's one that's a a green color and that says broadcast station simulation and there are a couple of others you know to one of them uh, that's a, a gold color is leading to the door you just came out of it says executive lounge there's other stuff as well well, Hub let's... had some. Oh, sorry. Hub had some lights like this. But what were you going to say? Right, let's go crash the sim before I... my mind hurts. I want to be done. Okay. So I guess I guess we start following. <laughs> yeah. To the sim. All right. You follow along the uh, which one? The green one to the sim, and uh, that leads you to through the hallways, which are mostly empty. Although you can still hear the sounds of people approaching your last location, which was the executive lounge. Fortunately, you're moving quickly enough that you're around a corner before they get there. You can sort of hear them in the distance. In the distance, and then... And you hear a a couple sets of footsteps start heading your way as well. 
uh, heading in this direction and they're scattering like they're they're exploring to f- try and find where you've gone. I like the picture that the, all the sun goons sound like the Charlie Brown adult. Yeah, that, 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 that. <laughs> oh, no. Like the Death Troopers of Battlefront 2. They're modulated <laughs> so we don't know who they are. All right. So you uh, do eventually make it to a door that says broadcast station sim. Uh, this door is definitely locked and has a keypad out front that requires some type of combination. And you can hear the people are approaching you from behind. Uh, you are still in a risky position here. Uh, Kevin can lead a hack action if Slip helps. Well, I can't. Or assists. Yeah, if you're going to take the stress, yeah, I'm happy to. <laughs> I don't have any. Start. Keva has. Hold on. Keva has one stress. So. Let's have you lead this action, yeah. not me. Yeah. Okay. Which so do you ha- think? Okay. Do you think you have time for this? To hack into it? I'm Maeve, just wondering. Can, Maeve, can you make door? Yeah, you know what? We gotta gotta plow through. Uh, I'm gonna tiger palm the door. The door bursts open. It's oh. not designed to withstand you. Oh. Thanks, this world no. is made of cardboard, and I am a Kryptonian. To you, yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it would have taken me at least an hour to do what we've done. Maybe. So it bursts open. You see this room is actually full of people. Uh, lots of people in different, almost identical drone working bodies. And they're working at different terminals. There is a huge pillar in the middle of this room that is just like running with that matrix code stuff, just constantly flowing up and down it, except it's in gold on a black background instead of green, because that's the aesthetic here. And people are moving back and forth. They're plugging things into some uh, servers and taking things out of other servers. And there are a couple of guards in this room as well. And everybody Uh stops when the door flies in and just lands a few feet short of the big pillar and they turn all to look at you. There's probably three dozen people in here, but only about three guards. Okay. Um, Maeve, can you explain the circumstances to our friends here? I would like to um, cry havoc in my head and let loose whatever your favorite farm animal of war is. Ah, uh, yes, the donkeys of war. The stoat of war. <laughs> uh, so what does that look like? What are you doing? Uh, how close together are the guards? There's one stationed at each point of the room, so they're not close together at all. There's one, like, to your left on the far end of the room, one to your right on the far uh, you know, equidistant from them on the far end of the pillar. Ooh, okay. Oh, gosh. Maybe a command? I don't know. Whatever you think you'd do. And there are three of you. You all get, you all get a say. Maeve just happens to be standing in the middle of the doorway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know what Slip's going to do. I, I feel like Maeve is, uh, considering that we're about to be pincered, I think uh, it might be safer to just neutralize the threat. I think I will just uh, take a big clawed swing at whomever is closest to me. That is a guard. Okay, I am going to start a clock in this room. And the clock is going to be four-step clock. That is control sim room. How you go about it is up to you. Your first step appears to be trying to neutralize the guards. So uh, your actions in here, the guards have not opened fire yet. So you're still in a risky position. Uh, your effect, if you are moving quickly, um, you are moving into melee range, right? You're trying to get up close with them? I think so. Okay. I'm going to say because, again, they're higher tier than you and they are, this is going to be risky limited effect to start with. Just keep limited. Is there any objects that we might like move in front of the door so we can lock the egress into this room? Uh, I think I'm going to do a fortune roll. How many gambits do we have left? Two, one, I, I think. Oh, yeah, I think just the we one. We should only have the one, yeah. Oh, right. So I won't use it yet. All right, risky okay. limited. Here we go. Uh, I rolled their tier and I got a limited roll for them. So you could pres- you could potentially <laughs> rip some of the consoles out of the wall. And use them to try and block the door. Okay. It might take you a bit, but uh, you could do that, especially considering there's no longer a door in, in the door. Ooh, All right. You got a six. Yeah. Okay. So unlimited effects, but you got a six. Boop, boop. Okay. Uh, yeah, you charge, you barrel into one of them with your claw and just send him flying. Doesn't even have time to react um, before you're heading towards the next one here in the in the sim room. Keva, what are you working on there? I'm going to say it's probably a scramble, right? What do you tell me what you're ripping the consoles? Yeah. 
Yeah, that sounds like you could do a scramble with that. Uh, you're still in a risky position here as one of the guards is down. Mm-hmm. This will be, uh, I'll say standard effects. You're, you're pretty strong. <sighs> it's a three. It's, it is a three. Uh, as you are yanking on the couple, uh, you find that it is pretty well stuck in there. So you, you pull it out of the wall. You get it detached from the wall only to find that there are several more thick cables holding it into the wall. And you're just like, ooh, I can't really get this over the doorway yet. Mm. I'm going to take this other clock over here. Slip. So Matt, listed under my particular playbooks, special items, is a precursor artifact. Mm-hmm. Now, I know part of the data attack on Huatang um, was meant to sow the seeds for this virus um, that we're going to upload into the sim that's going to like flash restart it so we can contact the wave. Mm-hmm. What might this precursor artifact be that I want to shove into this pylon? Probably some type of data spike that you might have that you're not supposed to. Something that would... You got a, you got a skeleton key, didn't you? Did I? We did, yeah. So we do have, like, our single-use cousin key. Where was that from? Oh, my God. I got that. You're welcome. Oh, you monster. Do you want to flash back to acquiring that from Augustus? Yes, I would like to have this conversation. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say this is something on your sheet. It's a zero-stress flashback. So go ahead. Thank, thank you. So um, after Augustus was getting their robot body treated by CD and Slip was giving them the mad dog through the camp, like biohazard flap window and Augustus before Augustus went to go um, secure their holdings slip had crept up behind them um, outside of the main staging area of the group. Hey Augustus. Ah, slip. How are you? How can I help you? <laughs> I think we said at the same time. And Absolutely. My screen flickers. That's perfect. I, uh, so, um, I know you, uh, you got something the other day while we were all rec- reconnoitering. Oh, that thing. Yeah, I thought it would be a good idea just to have, you know, a little lace up the sleeve. Uh, didn't think we'd be using it quite so soon, but, uh, spend money to make money. Exactly. And to momentarily crash the sim, we might need an ace in the hole or the sleeve. Whatever metaphor you prefer. I mean, the sleeve is an armhole. Is it a metaphor? Euphemism? Euphemism? Yeah. Anyway, can I have it? So, uh, true to their nature, because I guess this is a big old creep, they're going to, like, hold the key and, like, their spindly other mother arm, like, just enough that it's out of Slip's reach, and they're going to get in very close and just be like, sure, and then just drop it into your palm. Slip puts it in their chest cavity, and the screen um, flickers back to their neutral face. Okay. You enjoy yourself. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> Not yours yet. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> yet. And Slip treads backwards while facing you. That's, <laughs> I guess also Moon walks backwards. <laughs> <laughs> we just really don't like each other. It's a hostile work environment. It's not good. I can't decide whether you should live or die. See, there's no... There's there's definitely a die at some point. There's no halvesies about this. Mm -hmm. One of us is going down. Uh, Back in the present, you have got your skeleton key. Yeah, Slip shakes off that horrific memory. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're so weird. So many memories associating Augustus are horrific. Yes. And uh, Slip looks for a suitable port. Any port in a storm will do, but we want the right one this time. Okay. That might be a study or maybe hack or rig. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to spend the time to look. So I'm just going to like, that looks right, shove. Okay. Roll for USB. Is USB rig, Matt? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be rig. Uh, last gambit, everyone? Go for it. Risky standard, Matt? Uh, risky great, because you've got this tool. I am Bobby with the tool. It's a six and a two. It's a six. Not to be outdone by myself. It's a two and a six. But you got that six. That fills up the control the sim room clock. 
So while uh, Maeve is out there cannonballing around the uh, guards and Keva is attempting to block the door, Slip, you jam the uh, skeleton key into one of the consoles nearest you. And fortunately, they're all networked. So this gives you immediate access to the sim, which you do what with? I. So was there a conversation, or if I'm misremembering, we need to crash it momentarily in order to send out a confidential um, communique to the wave? You need to have control of the broadcast system long enough to hack into the wave and send a message from there. So I'm going to begin uploading that message then. Okay. So keeping in mind, you do not know who's going to hear this, just that it will be somebody in the habitat, most likely someone in the church, but you've been, you've been gone for a while now and out of contact. You don't know how things lie back down on the habitat. You don't know who's in control of what you don't know who's fighting whom, what agreements or compromises may have been reached. That's all a mystery to you. But mm-hmm. this message should get to someone if anyone is in control of what's left of the church at Bodhi. Okay. What's the message? Um, is this a recorded message that we like pre-recorded, I mean? like, mm-hmm. Did all the Sunbreaker kids record a bit of it for drama's sake? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'll give you a minute to think about that because I have to go say goodnight to my oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be right back. I know you have to get to bed, Mike. It's true. I'm weak. Mm-hmm. The telegraph style uh, space bastards stop on their way. Stop. Uh, maybe do something about it. Stop. And then there's the, the Keva cut in that's like, look, there's a bunch of bad people coming to take our domain from us. They aren't on the side of Gov, or if you don't believe in Gov, they're not on our side. They're bad people. Fight them. Then you hear like Emran plot over to whatever recording device was to talk talking to this. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's that's the recording. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, cast cast um uh cast aside your petty squabbles and differing moralities and unite in the common vision of of defending our home together. I'm nervous. Wow. Um, You're doing from- great. From our uh, from our enemies, together. It's very powerful, Emran. Good job. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> that is the message. <laughs> okay, you just hear the tail end. They'd be like, "Why are you sweating?" Yeah, Emma <laughs> starts like rubbing circles into Emran's <laughs> So nervous. <laughs> so nervous. Okay, uh, so that message is being broadcast. Hopefully into the wave um in order to ensure that it is in the wave you have to do some hacking to make sure it gets in you know properly into that stream of information all right because you've got access to the broadcast but we still need to do a little bit of hacking uh to make sure that it actually goes somewhere beyond the sun (laughs) it's just gonna go into the flotilla it's not gonna make it to the station (laughs) Uh, I don't, I don't mind hacking again. Or okay. do we, do you want me to do, uh, do we want to do a slip in Keva group action and I'll lead it? Because I still only have one stress. I'm just worried that in the fiction you're not, like, I'm always as a player ready to leverage every advantage in my direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, I don't think that you're, I mean, Matt can tell me otherwise, but I don't think that you're. Well, you you found that. Okay, yes, Lawrence, it's a microphone. Oh. Um, <laughs> Tell me about that. You've, you've found that the console you were trying to rip out isn't going to rip out as you thought mm-hmm. it would, so oh. maybe you are going to turn your attention to this task. Yeah, C- uh, I almost said CD. CD's in a whole other pot of trouble right now. CD's going through it. Yeah, but uh, Keva can't pull this out, and then she's like, oh, are you... Do you need my help? <laughs> Stab it with your hair. Okay. Um, and then I'll put the one bonus die. It's risky. Oh, I'm not helping. It's like a I can't burn oh, a stress. Okay. Yeah, you both you both roll your hack. Can do. Yeah. Standard limited 
risky, risky standard. That's where we thrive. Oh my gosh, against all odds. We got a sick. Oh. The season may as well be named Risky Standard. No failures, and you got a six. Yeah. Okay. That's an ideal group action. Hey. So, uh, obviously you can't see this because it's data, but we visualize this as, you know, those broadcast waves, those like, those, uh, you know, curves blasting off, not blasting off, floating through the air. And we see those traditional radio wave curves that we, that we see going, and we pull out and we see them coming out of the, you know, the side of the sun. And there's these, uh, you know, yellow waves coming down from there. Uh, and, and then we see visualizing the data that flows through the habitat. And it's like the wave of an ocean gently crashing and reforming as they make their way from one side of the, of the habitat to the next. And the radio waves splash into and mingle with these uh, wave waves. And we see and follow their progress as they swim like a school of fish through this ocean of data until they get to the jagged spire that is the remains of the old tower at Bodhi that was destroyed uh, by Denton Young. And, and there they are, you know, sucked into this whirlpool that is funneling down and down and down into the bottom and lower levels of this tower down below where the uh, ersatz surface of the habitat is down into the original substratus, the original city that was once here, all those dead buildings. And we see at the base of the tower, another broadcasting station sending information out in every different direction. And in there, the data makes its way onto a console that's uh seriously dog next to the console is a dog oh no the only person on the station who appears is a dog it's like that dog barking chain scene in uh 101 dalmatians where they're passing on a message okay and so the console lights up and begins to play your message and we see a figure standing in front of the console, listening. And she listens through the whole message. It's dark down there, but we see the white half-moon slice of her smile slash through the darkness. And she turns, hefting a large crystal rose on her shoulder, and walks towards the elevator up. And we cut back to the sun. Uh, okay, you are back on the sun here. You don't know that your message has been received. We, the audience, do. There's that dramatic irony again. You need to escape, but I think it's late enough. We'll have to call it here mm -hmm. and manage our escape for next time. Yes. These cliffhangers, though. Mm. Thank you for joining us here on Specters of a Broken Sun. I've been Matt, otherwise known as Arp, friendly guide here. My pronouns are he and him. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber or follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. You can also support us on Patreon if you like what we're doing at patreon.com slash Broken Sun RPG. And, uh, I am joined by three of our wonderful players tonight. We've got with us Keekers. Hi, everyone. It's me, Keekers, also known as Be a Space Cat on the interwebs. I played Keva Jarma, she, her, of whom I share those pronouns with. And I played CD, who is they, them. We're also joined by Velvet. Thank you for listening, everyone. I've been Velvet Divine, she, her. You can find me on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. And tonight I played um, Maeve, she, her and Augustus, they, them, in that uh, short, tension-filled interlude. <laughs> and finally, we are joined by Good Sir Blood. Howdy, everyone. It's been me, Michael Blood, also known as Salas Dreas on other things. You can find me on Twitter at Good Sir Blood. My, my pronouns are they, them, and for the purposes of this episode of the podcast, I've been playing, of course, our precocious scamp slip, also they, them, and briefly and dramatically, I played Emran Pak, he, him. Thank you so much, folks. And so until the next time, all the best. All the best, folks. Thank you. Best, yes. Space, Space quids. quids. Space quids. Space. Whee.